Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Cantwin at the Blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF Podcast. This week, we're going to be discussing how not to have a hard conversation, which is very rare of LBF. If you have been a builder uh, for a while, if you have been listening to the podcast or following the blog, you know that I'm all about having the hard conversation. I'm all about being uncomfortable because I truly do believe that in most cases, uh, that's where the most growth is going to be. Whenever something is being presented to you in the form of a conversation, if it makes you uncomfortable, often it does mean that it's something you should look into and you should lean into those conversations a little bit more with yourself or with others so that you can uncover what's underneath that that discomfort that you're experiencing. Um, At least that's been true in my life. I know a lot of other people that I do have these discussions with, they say the same thing, you know. However, on the other side of that is, you know, this fine line between uh, having a healthy and productive hard conversation and just having a hard conversation just because it's not productive. You're not gaining anything any insight really into the person or yourself from the conversation and a lot of times you're just spinning your wheels I think we've all had those conversations about something usually very polarizing whether it's politics religion sexual orientation like things of that nature that people have very vast and very different and cemented opinions on and beliefs on. It takes a very intentional person to have those types of conversations with. And the intent has to matter, right? You can't just be intentional with, I'm going to just get my point across and that's it. Be intentional, come into the conversation Uh, feeling like you have something to learn and something to offer, but as well as something to take away from what the other person is saying as well. When you don't get that, it's time to leave the conversation. So that's the kind of, that's what we're going to be exploring here in this discussion. If you are not familiar, I did do a joint episode called Hard Conversations with Hard Lessons, and that was with relationship status podcast go check it out it's on my platform as well as theirs if you have not listened to it it is an amazing episode we have a lot of fun with it but we do get real and we have like real conversations about how we approach different things and what lessons we've learned from those difficult conversations we've had throughout our life but very quickly I'm going to define what a conversation is right so so we can start off with a baseline so a conversation is a talk especially an informal one between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. So that's one definition. And then, and then the other is an oral exchange of sentiments, observations, opinions, and ideas. So they're both saying the same thing. We're sharing, you know, our standpoint, our perspective with each other in the form of a talk. It, it's usually informal, you know, you don't have just a regular conversation with a a superior or a boss, you know, you usually have it with your friend or, you know, someone up here. But there are, to me, 
for LBF, there are three important parts of our conversation. Of course, there are more. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that. What are the other different important parts of our conversation? What for me, the three are intent, respect, and active listening. So like I said before, when you're entering into a conversation with someone, your intention matters. If you're just entering it as thinking that you are only going to be presenting your ideas, you have no intention of actually hearing or exploring their perspective, their viewpoint, you're already going to be starting off wrong. It's already going to be a hard conversation when it doesn't have to be. So for me, I approach conversations feeling like I have something to learn. If nothing else, I have something to learn about this other person or about myself, because how you conduct yourself in conversation with other people says a lot about you. And it can it can reveal things about you that you didn't notice if you are paying attention to how you operate in that kind of setting. So your intention matters. How you approach that conversation, especially if it's like one of those emotionally charged conversations. Are you already on edge? Are you being open? Is your intent to really get your point across and also to hear this other person's? Or is your intent to be very specific, say what you got to say, and then leave? Because that's different. That's not a conversation, you know? When we think about conversations, you have to understand that it is a, well, usually a two-party, but of course it can be other people, but it's not just you. It's not just about you. It's not just about your your perspective, your point, your opinion. You really have to approach it or you should approach it feeling as though you have something to learn and take away that other people have presented. And if you cannot do that, then you probably aren't good at conversations. The other part is respect because we're going to be put into places where we have different conversations and we don't necessarily agree with the things that are being presented to us. We don't agree with the perspectives. We don't agree with the opinions. We don't agree with the person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just overall, we just don't think the person is probably the best person to even be having uh, some sort of conversation. And that happens <laughs> that happens a lot. However, the respect piece should stay, stay there because if you're going to have some kind of productive conversation, that's the key word, productive the respect needs to be a staple point that both of you are giving to each other. When you are very opinionated and you don't want to back down, that's fine. You need to understand that just because you feel that you're right doesn't give you doesn't give you green lights to disrespect the other person. And then the last one is active listening. I know a lot of us have been in a situation before where we are having a conversation, especially like you haven't have, had an emotionally charged conversation, right? It could have been with a significant other, a friend, a family member. And, you know, when you're talking about your emotions, you're not necessarily looking at the other person in, in their eyes because, you know, whatever, I, at least I don't. I need to like, I'm really just looking off in space, exploring how I feel. And I'm in this conversation with you. And then you look up, and you can tell that the person is, is checked out. They're not actually listening to you. That needs to always be one of the staples in having a productive conversation. Active listening is so important. Nobody wants to feel like they're 
been they've been brought into this conversation and the next thing you know you're just talking to yourself basically why so that's one of the things that needs to be a staple y'all let me know the other things that you feel are important in having a productive conversation because now we're going to get into three signs that it's time to leave which is the whole point of this episode so I'm gonna go in on this (laughs) because I do have an example I'll share that first just before we get into that Relax, heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages customized just for you. Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text at 843 687 2079. That's 843 687 2079. Seven, nine. You can also message her on her business page at spadanny underscore on Instagram or follow her on Facebook at spadanny LLC. You can also book online at spadannyexperience.com. That's spadannyexperience.com. Treat yourself, be good to yourself, and let 2021 be a whole vibe. It's been a few different experiences that I've had lately that made me want to have this conversation, whether it be conversations um, that I have in as research for the podcast or on other podcasts or um, just in my waking life, you know, my daily life, having these discussions. I noticed that a lot of people don't do those big three. They don't actively listen. They approach the conversation with the intent to be right. They get disrespectful. Like, just because they don't agree with your point, people will get disrespectful. It makes me want to, you know, I because I'm a, a curious person, I really do like having conversations, though I am introverted. Uh, I do, once I see something and it makes me curious, I am ready to have a discussion about it. But that should be getting me in trouble sometimes because not everybody's in that space. <laughs> so one of the big examples I have of that is um, I was with some coworkers. We'll, we'll call them coworkers. I'm, I'm going to say the demographics because to me that matters. So I was with two black men, a white man and a white woman. And then eventually a third black man came. But that was later on in our discussion. And we were out for dinner. And while we were eating dinner you know, the public, uh, other people were coming in and getting their orders and sitting down. And comments were being made about how these people looked, whether it be their weight, whether it be the way they dress. Um, We had this one woman, she had like green hair, she had tattoos all on her, piercings. And I was just like, that's so awesome to be able to be that free in the world. Like I want, you know, to be able to one day be able to do what I want to do with my body. I'm not in that point yet. Um, just because of the ideas of what is professional and what is not, but I always just appreciate people who are able to operate like that in their own world. But there was some negative comments being made about, you know, these people and how they look. And then 
it got even worse when the discussions shifted to black people and how they presented themselves right um I think this black man this black couple walked in they were you know heavier set they were dressed in a way that seemed comfortable to them now granted would I go out the house like that probably not but also not so much of my business that I can just project and make assumptions about their lives you know which was being which was which was happening one of the black men that I was with was the one that was vocal about these things he was the one that was making these uh assumptions about what life they live that they're not professional because this is how they come out the house and they make it they make all black people look bad and that's what other people think about us is that we're overweight and we're lazy and it was just on and on and on and I put my food down and I was just like well you are saying that from a place of privilege do you does that click for you now I know that my opinions can be come off as abrasive. I do think I present them in a very soft way just because I'm just that kind of person. I'm usually more gentle in my approach. However, what I say is very direct. And when people are not ready to have a discussion like that or face a truth like that, because it is the truth that Black people can have privilege over other Black people and that we can be looking at situations through those lens of privileges that we have, you know, operate in that way. So that's where we were. And the conversation went on for two hours, y'all. Two hours. And out of those two hours, at least for 45 minutes, I was trying to leave the conversation. Or I was trying to end the conversation. And they kept going. And they kept going. And they kept going. And it got to the point where not only was my intellect being kind of attacked, but I was being dismissed. I was being overtalked. I was being ganged up on. At one point, the two Black men with the white woman who interjected herself in the conversation, they started having the very classic um, discussion about privilege and how basically like bootstrap mentality that you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and nobody don't owe you nothing and I'm just like if I ever get to a point in my life where a white woman is agreeing with a point that I'm thinking is right against other black people then maybe I need to be checking my point you know what I'm saying but these two black men uh they were going on and on and they started bringing in their life experiences, talking about very personal stuff that I would have never asked to prove their points, making the assumption that they had it harder than anybody else at the table to prove these points that privilege, Black privilege is not a thing, which, you know, was fair. I was like, you don't have to believe that. But honestly, I wasn't going to just sit here and listen to you operate in this way without trying to have this discussion. Now, I realized that within that conversation that it was more about them having unresolved stuff within themselves, right? A lot of that talking about whatever trauma they went through and all the stuff they had to go through was just, you know, that was them. It was less about me and more about them having to continuously prove to themselves that they were worthy, that they deserved 
you know, whatever stuff they had. And that's fine. I didn't agree with it, but I constantly was validating certain points that they were making that I thought were good points. Hey, I like that point you made. I just think a different way or multiple times. Hey, we can agree to disagree. You know, I appreciate that, but, you know, I just don't think the same way and, and it's okay. But they were more concerned on being right. I think at, even at one point, and I'm going on and on with this, not because it bothers me, just because I, I think it's a good example of, you know, having a, a hard conversation and trying to leave it. But at one point, um, I was just like, I, I was like, I'm done with the, the conversation. It is obvious that we're not going to sway each other's opinions about this. And it's okay. I don't think less of you just because we not agreeing, you know, I just ain't going to rock with you on some stuff. You know, I know not to bring some, some stuff around up around you, but you know, at the end of the day, like if we're already coworkers, it's not like, you know, we have to deal with each other anyway. I'm not going to think less of you just because we don't agree. And I hope that you don't think less of me, but we can agree to disagree, but that wasn't good enough. The person was more interested in being right. And then he even said, like, you know, no, I don't want to leave this conversation because you think you're right. What? <laughs> when you have that kind of situation where someone is more interested in keeping a conversation going that you would rather leave, I feel like there are different signs that you should just exit the conversation because at that point I had multiple times said we can agree to disagree I appreciate your points and all that different kind of stuff I had to just actually leave the table for the conversation to actually end which for them was probably a win however I was more concerned about my mental health at that point because it was things that were happening within the conversation that was beginning to get deeply unhealthy so it first started off as over talking right so my point is more important than yours. So I don't care to hear you. That's one sign that it's time to leave. If you're not being heard in the conversation and you're still trying to talk, the person's not hearing you. <laughs> what are you talking about? What, what are you talking for? You know what I'm saying? You're just expending your energy and it's, 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 it's useless. It's useless for you to do that because that person is not in a place where they are, they're actually ready to hear what you have to say. So when that over-talking uh, uh, starts, I usually just stop. I bring I call it to that person's attention. Like, are you ready to hear what I have to say? Or do you need to finish your point? If, you know, they make a slide comment, if they're a little bit more arrogant in their actions and, and they're still doing the over-talking, then the conversation's done. This missiveness. Um, if I'm in a discussion and I don't agree with you, I can say I don't agree with you. But I'm not just going to tell you you're stupid or you're wrong. That doesn't make sense. Well, I have used that sometimes. I ain't going to sit here and cap. I have used that doesn't make sense because sometimes stuff don't make sense. And I really want to know. I really want you to break it back down for me so that I can try to understand. But sometimes I just like, I don't think that makes sense. But just overall dismissiveness, if I feel as though you are automatically just looking at any point I make as wrong, because you just you're just dismissing it is no point in me continuing to talk to you in your mind nothing I say is right and it's been times where I'm just like okay I can see why this other person has this perspective I can see why they might not buy into my perspective 
but it's also been times where I'm just like, I'm making some really compelling points, you know, that you can at least give me that. You can at least say, you know what, that makes a little bit of sense. Just, 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 you can do that. But if the whole time the person is dismissing any point that you have made, if you never get to a point where you feel like you're, perspective is actually a functioning part of the conversation it's time to leave um and it's crazy because in this conversation this example that I gave before we got into these signs at one point I could see the wheels turning and they even said a couple of times like okay yeah that does make sense that makes sense you know but they were fighting their own mental battle with what I had said in their own belief system um being challenged that even though they can tell they they could say you know you're right they weren't gonna they weren't gonna let it stay there they were gonna challenge it and challenge it and challenge it and challenge it because it meant something different some of these conversations we get in with people is gonna hit a spot that we don't we don't know we don't know how deep it goes for them and and what is challenging for them so sometimes like I said, it's going to be less about you and more about what the other person has going on internally. It's time to leave the conversation because that's something they're still going to have to work out within themselves. The other thing is anger. A sign that you need to leave a conversation. If I'm in conversation with you, I don't mind you expressing your frustration. I don't even mind you expressing your anger if it's, if we're having a conversation and I did something wrong, right? Uh, last week, we talked about apology. And a lot of the times in a conversation where we're having an apology is being is being given to this person, anger might become a part of that conversation. You know what I'm saying? That person is still hurt. They're still frustrated. They still need to uh, heal or go through whatever they need to go through with their emotions because of something you did. However, I mean, even without that, you know, if anger shows up in a conversation that doesn't necessarily mean that you just you just book it out of there (laughs) it's the way the anger shows up it's the way that it's being exhibited and it's the way that they are actually either leaning into it or actually regulating it because there is a way for you to regulate anger within yourself so that you are safe the other person is safe they don't feel threatened and that you're still being respectful I do it all the time a lot of the conversations, emotionally charged conversations I have, I am angry, you know, and that's something else I'm going to talk about, you know, overregulating my emotions. But um, I think I do a good job for the most part of being able to be angry, but be rational in a conversation. When people lose their ability to be rational, right, and that anger starts presenting itself in the conversation with personal attacks on you, uh, verbal abuse, physical if if you are feeling like it can get physical because of the the escalation of the conversation it's time for you to go it's time for you to leave you're no longer having a conversation this person is being overpowered by their emotions they're not even a lot of times when people get angry in a conversation they're just yelling (laughs) they're yelling they don't even know what they're saying so they definitely don't know what you're saying it's no longer a conversation it's time to leave And then the last one I have is the person simply isn't ready for the conversation. If you sit down trying to have a conversation with someone, whether it be with a a coworker, a friend, a family member, whoever, a significant other, because a lot of times that happens, 
the person may not be in a place to have the conversation. You're going to be frustrated trying to sit there and talk to someone who is not in a place to hear what you have to, what you have to say. They might not be in an emotional, mature, or intellectual place to receive what you have to say and offer something in return. I know a lot of times people will say, yeah, my partner shuts down. That's a big thing. If your partner is shutting down in conversation and they're never ready, then you're never able to express yourself and and get that cathartic release that you need or get a resolution even for the, the issue that you've been having with them. Whenever I sit down in a conversation now, more than often, more than I did when I was younger, especially, I'm looking for this stuff. I'm looking for the good stuff and I'm looking for the bad stuff. So does this conversation have intent, respects, and active listening? Because I hate when I sit down to have an emotionally charged conversation and this person is not listening to me and they're shutting down. And when they do talk, they're over talking me and they're being dismissive of my points. And you know what I'm saying? If that happens, my mental health is like, nope, I'm not doing this no more. Because often I've, I've, I've had too many conversations where I'm sitting there trying to convince the person that what I have to say is important, that I'm bio, valuable enough for them to listen to me, that I'm smart enough for them to listen to me, that what the conversation is detrimental to us resolving whatever issue we're having, especially if it's a relationship or a friendship. I'm like, we have to have this conversation because otherwise my spirit is gonna, isn't going to be settled. And yet that person is not in a space where they're ready to even have that conversation. And that, however that plays out for you, um, whether you can stay in the connection without that conversation or not, that's a different episode for a different time. All I know is you cannot force someone to have a conversation with you. You can't force them to have the kind of conversation you want or deserve. And you need to know how to leave whenever they don't know how to do those things. So here are some things to say when you're ready to leave a conversation. So this one I think about, this is one I used when I was dealing with coworkers. And I think it's very, it's a very professional, political kind of thing. Actually, you know, I've used this with family members too, because Around this time, whether it's politics, this whole vaccine situation, a lot of people want to talk about things because they expect you to share their viewpoints on stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, we don't have to think the same for us to love and respect each other. We don't. But when you start preaching to me and lecturing me on your perspective, that's not a conversation either. And I'm not doing it. So this is how you leave those type of situations, even with your family members. One of my favorite lines is, oh, as to your perspective, I, I don't I don't necessarily believe in the same thing, um, but I appreciate, you know, you talking to me about that or I appreciate the points you made. I will hit people with that in a minute, like <laughs> like saying, hey, I appreciate you wanting to have this conversation with me. However, you you didn't create the space for a conversation. You, you created the space for a lecture. I ain't no child, but that's all the stuff that's still going on in the back of my mind that I kind of want to say. But what I said instead was very straight to the point. It was very direct and it was respectful. 
and it didn't diminish this other person, though I didn't agree with their perspective. And I let that be known so that they don't keep trying to talk to me about the same thing. I just say, hey, I see your perspective. I don't share it, but I appreciate the points you made. And every time without fail, at least with this one, well, except with that last situation, usually with this one, I find that people, they stop. I can see that they start thinking about whatever they just said, you know, because a lot of times people will just bombard you with, uh, you know, a situation or a conversation. And it wasn't a conversation that they were having with you. They were having it out loud with themselves and you were just there. (laughs) Uh, They were lecturing you about something and they didn't even take the time to, to ask if you were you know, ask your opinion or anything else. And so that, once I say that, it it usually causes them to reflect and I can just see it in their face. And then the conversation shifts. We can talk about something else, you know. Another thing that brought me to this conversation was I felt like I couldn't, in certain situations with people I'm close to and people I love dearly, I feel like I'm stepping through a landmine anytime I mention anything. Don't let me mention astrology. Oh, God, now we got to have a lecture. Now we got to now I got to get preached to. Now you got to tell me some some something that happened to you that, you know, showed you why astrology isn't good. And the same thing with the vaccine. Like now you're telling me all the stuff that you the research you did the research is on Facebook. Like, (laughs) you know, I'm saying all the research you did is saying like different stuff about about the vaccine and why you know you believe you why you shouldn't get it or you should get it and it's just like before you even before you even really talk to me you're talking at me I have to say that it happens so much that it makes me feel like I can't even be myself in spaces I'm supposed to be my most authentic self in my go-to I I realize I don't have to subject, subject myself to that I know I'm messing up, y'all. I'm tired. Just roll with me on this. But I realized I I didn't have to subject myself to those conversations. Because if you're already so passionate that you, I can say one word and it triggers everything else. It triggers a lecture. It triggers a preaching session, a sermon. It triggers any and everything that has you talking at me and not with me. I don't have to subject myself to it. You don't honestly want to hear my opinion. You're too passionate. You feel like you have to teach at this point. And I'm not in a place where I want to learn from you on this subject. So I divest from the conversation. I leave it. We are not offering each other anything. If I was even to, because I've even tried to share my perspectives. I have. A lot of times in those situations, uh, I'd be like, well, did you think about this and that and a third? People aren't interested when they're already approaching the, the situation like that. They're not interested in hearing what you have to say. And that's, you know, that's them. But I'm not subjecting myself to this conversation. Another thing that you can say is it's clear we're both passionate in our opinions But let's just agree to disagree. And I find that as someone who is, you know, who loves talking about different things, sometimes polarizing things, I like to, you know, 
see how people operate within their own mind and then, you know, share that with others. We both can get very passionate in a conversation. But after a while, even the best conversations, if you have them too long, you're starting to talk in circles, especially if it's one of those conversations where you're hell-bent on your mindset and your belief and your perspective, and so is the other person, you're going to start talking in circles. It has to end. We're not going to convince each other, and that's okay. We're very passionate. It's clear we're both passionate, but we can agree to disagree. And just let that be what it is. And if you have somebody on the other end of that conversation who is in a healthy space, they will respect that. And they'd be like, you know what? A lot of times I have those kind of conversations. We're just like, you know what? I didn't agree with most of what you said, but you did make some good points. Like, and I could see like, we ain't going to convince each other. And then we kind of like dap each other up because it was a good stimulating conversation. I love mentally stimulating conversations. However, I'm not going to be sitting there and exhausting myself trying to convince you of my point either. You know, I will make my points. I will listen to your points. I will counter whatever points you made based on that. And I expect for you to do that um, in return. And then once we do that, a couple of rounds of those is we done like I'm not doing this all night with you (laughs) you know so we can just say we're both passionate and we can agree to disagree and really believe that I feel like that's that classic cliche term that we really don't give enough credit to because agreeing to disagree with somebody is like I can agree that you were a formidable partner in this conversation that you are intelligent that you are respectful that you know what you're talking about on some level even though I don't agree with your perspective or your beliefs or you know some of the things that you brought up in this conversation I can at least say that you are a good conversationalist because you respected the boundaries of what a conversation means you know and just let that go And then the last thing is, I'm not finding this productive, so let's just come back to this at a different time, or let's just not do this right now. (laughs) That's another way to end the argument. Um, And I think the the funny thing about what I'm realizing with this uh, episode is that a lot, I guess, I guess I should have, no, I shouldn't have. With this is not just not how not to have a hard conversation it's also how to avoid an argument but sometimes people try to pull us into arguments and we just don't want to go there we're not in a mental space I don't think um when I have an argument I don't feel good like it rumbles my spirit I don't <laughs> you know I can have debates up until a certain point you know but I guess this episode is synonymous of, of hard conversations with debates and arguments and how you leave those and a good way to leave that is just simply saying what it is I'm not finding this productive I'm not finding this mentally stimulating I'm not finding this helpful to either of us Um, and I don't think that we should discuss this anymore or if it is something that you do feel like it needs to be a discussion in order to fix something you can say I think that we should table this for now. I think we should step away and then we can come back to this discussion. And that's how you leave. You don't have to sit there and wait for somebody to give you permission on any of this stuff. When you're ready to leave a conversation, you don't have to wait for the other person to be like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. No, when you're ready to leave a conversation, you can leave it. When you feel like you're in unhealthy uh, 
settings where the person isn't doing all the things that they need to be doing to be a helpful partner in the conversation, you can leave it, you know? And I think that you should leave it respectfully, but I'm not about to sit here and knock you if you just choose to walk, get up and walk out. Because if somebody is exhibiting uh, things like anger or arrogance in a conversation with you and they're being disrespectful, okay, <laughs> you know, when you calm down, and when you gather yourself, maybe we can come back to this. But at this point right now, I'm not doing it. And you can get up and leave. Now, I hope this was helpful. I know I kind of stumbled through some of this. But you guys let me know your thoughts. You know, you can hit me up on uh, at Gmail at allthingslbf at gmail.com. Let me know. How do you leave a conversation How do you avoid having a hard conversation that you know is not going to be productive and and be okay with that? You know, I feel like that's something I'm continuously learning is that everybody is not um, entitled to my conversation. Not everybody is entitled to my energy and what it takes to have a conversation just because they have a point they want to prove. Like I can decide for myself what it feels like what feels healthy for me to indulge in, whether it be a conversation or a debate, but I'm definitely not going to do no arguing, you know, so I can choose for myself, you know, when it's time to leave. And if I want to return back to the conversation, or if I feel like it's even healthy to uh, reach out to the person to handle it in a certain way, um, I can choose for myself. So y'all let me know your thoughts. Uh, This has been another episode I appreciate you guys for coming back. I know that you miss me having guests on. I miss me having guests on. um, And that's being sorted out right now. We had a couple of changes within the last couple of months. So be sure to stay tapped in. Make sure you are subscribing. You hitting that subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe not only to LBF Podcast on all the streaming platforms, but make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well, well, where I have all the visual episodes and all the great content there. Be sure to follow letsbofeatures.com. I will be posting some blog posts up there. And of course, you have other news of LBF on the website as well. This is your host, Kay Antoinette, the blogger. You can follow me on Instagram at Antoinette underscore the blogger and follow the Let's Build Futures page at let's underscore build underscore futures. Until next week, love you guys. Bye.